What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Dietrich Davis of the Wrestler Experience Podcast. Um, I'm going to do a cold open this morning because I received an email from one of the people. We are, There's an association of us coming together on Twitter of all the podcasts that people that see it. And, and one of them sent me an email because they were trying to cover a topic and they didn't know how to cover it exactly. So just recently, and I was completely unaware of this because my head has been completely in a thousand and ten of a different things. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Mark Morell is dealing with a death in the family. So all of the international wrestling will be coming back to you um, next week. So you can expect him to bring you everything from New Japan, All Japan, um, New Japan Strong, NWA, and so on and so on and so on. But just re- but to get back to the topic and this cold open, just recently Vince McMahon literally just said that all wrestlers within his company, well, let's not call them wrestlers because they're not labeled as wrestlers anymore, all talent within his company is no longer allowed to use third-party social media systems to advertise or promote because of the rebranding and the new structure of World Wrestling Entertainment that that will hurt the image of the company. Now, this comes from Lana, um, who is also Rusev's wife. I can't remember Rusev's real name, but the ex-wrestler Rusev, his wife, posted a picture of an energy drink on her social media, and uh, immediately people thought that the social, that the energy drink was associated to World Wrestling Entertainment. Now, I can see Vince McMahon being angry and frustrated and upset over something like that. But to now sit back and say that all talents have 30 days to remove themselves from third party, um, I don't want to say third party platforms, that's the proper term, to remove themselves from all 30 third party platforms is 100% illegal. Now, I can understand if he says, I want you to remove WWE trademark names, then that's one thing that's different. Like we know Paige. Her real name is Sanaya or Soraya, excuse me, Soraya. That's her correct name. So I could see Paige saying, I will no longer use the name Paige. I will use the name Soraya. But the rubric to tell wrestlers to remove themselves from Twitch, to remove themselves from YouTube, to remove themselves from Twitter, to remove themselves from Instagram, TikTok, Facebook pages, Facebook advertising pages, and so on and so on and so on is legally is legally 100% wrong. And I think what we have is is that a lot of wrestlers are so scared to lose jobs during this point in time that they're going to do this by October 2nd. Now, as a person who has who understands standards and practices, as a person who has worked with a lot of legal departments over the course of working in film and television, that is a political and financial nightmare and a series of lawsuits. If you don't know what standards and practices is, standards and practices job is to avoid all lawsuits possible eternally and externally in in and out of the company. So Lana posts this can. She posts this energy drink. Who knows? She could have been holding it up being stupid. She could have been doing this. If she's be receiving a paid advertiser, there's nothing wrong with that. It's not like she's a employee of WWE. She is a contractor of WWE. She has a contract with them. When you have a contract, you're not an employee. We have a partnership. Now, if it's in the contracts, 
that you are not allowed to have third-party advertisers, then that's completely different. Now, you got fuckwads like John Cena. Let me not call him a, let's call him a fuckwad for the moment. Like John Cena, who signed away his birthright's name to WWE. So at this moment in time, I believe WWE owns the rights to John Cena's name. They own the trademark to John Cena's name because that is his legal birth name. And that has happened in the business of wrestling a lot. And I'll tell you a story when I was doing business with them at one point, how they did not like, uh, why did why they refuse to let wrestlers now use their birth names. And John Cena must've came in on the back end of that, if I'm correct, back in 2000 and something. But um, John Cena, because of that, John Cena, if he's in the Fast and the Furious film, and let's say he got 10 million for the film, legally, when John Cena's name hits the screen, John Cena has to give Vince McMahon a portion of his money. Vince McMahon has to give him a portion of any royalties he make from the film, which I mean, which means he got paid on the back end, um, a portion of any upfront payments of the film, and so on and so on and so on. Now, we've all known in the past that John Cena has 100% agreed to shit like that. And John Cena is okay with stuff like that because he felt WWE has brought him to the dance that he's at now and WWE has been giving him the opportunity. And like I said back in 2003, I'm sorry, Mr. Pritchard, but I do not grab no one's imaginary brass rings. And that company has had a unique way of putting imaginary brass rings in people's faces and then saying to them, that this is what you have to do to become great. This is what you have to do to get the air of the old man. This is what you have to do. Vince McMahon, separately from his company, is worth $1.7 billion. The company is worth about $6 billion. All of that money has been made off the back of other professional wrestlers, AKA the contractors of the, that he has with the company. The consistent amount of partnerships Thousands and thousands of wrestlers that has come through that company door, whether they made no money from him or some money from him. Let me explain to you guys what an original WWE contract was, because it wasn't even a contract. It was a handshake agreement. You are guaranteed to work 200 days. You are asked to work 200 days a year at maybe $125 a night. That's no money, but yet, those guys had went on TV and entertained some of the, the greatest people in the world, some of the greatest fans in the world. And it wasn't until Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, when they jumped from WWE to WCW, when they was given guarantee contracts. Let me explain to you the other money structure of the company. Back in the day when they used to do house shows, which have we know due to COVID has completely been eliminated, that they would, you would get the gate. Let's suppose that gate made $250,000. They would take at least 10% of that gate and then break it down between each wrestler. So if you was the world champion, you would get 3%. And then everybody else would get 1%. So now you have to take 10% of the gate, and it might have been a little bit more. On that number, bear with me. But they used hypothetically 10% of that gate, and then they would take that 10% of that 200, let's just say $250,000, that's $15,000, which is 10%. Tosh, that's, that would be 15%, right? 200,000, 250. That would be, like, be $15,000, right? Um, no, 
It'll be more than that. All right, so so it'll be more. I was for those who don't know, I was just talking to my significant other. She's in the room, this that and the other. But um, great. So it'll be more than that. So imagine you the world champion. You get a couple of thousand dollars. Everybody else might get less than one percent on one percent. So now you have to present, uh, split that with that. What if you're new in, in the company? Your percentage of that may be two hundred dollars. So yeah, you get your one hundred and twenty-five dollars worth of work for the night. And then you would get your extra little 200 and something dollars. Some people would say that's not bad when you're in the business. But when you have a home, you have children, you have a wife, or whatever your significant other is, you have a husband, whatever it is. And back in the day in the 80s and 90s, if that was the offer, you accepted that. But there was no social media. 37500 out of $250,000 they would have to split, I believe, amongst the wrestlers. World champion was coming out on top. And then everybody else gets trickled down with 1%, less than 1%, or so on and so on. So you're not giving a lot of wrestlers a lot of money off the merchandise because we all know, I believe, that's at 2 or 3% per item sold and less than that. And I can pull up a, w, a contract to, to show you, but it would take too long and... I'm not trying to bore you guys with all the details, though we are in a period where fans love all the details. So now to tell, now we're in an age, we're in 2020, and social media is the biggest thing cracking. You can make money off of social media and not have a job and survive, and depending on what you're moving. And Lana Bring puts a can of energy drink up. And now she gets in trouble by Mr. McMahon, who has $1.7 billion in the bank. Personal money. Off the rip. At one point, I would consider to say that Vince McMahon was a genius. He saw an opportunity. He understood that kids love toys. And he marketed the WWF at the time, now WWE, as a giant child play system. Instead of the basis of reality. He turned characters, he turned wrestlers into characters. And it worked for a great period of time. But then reality kicked in in the, in the, 19, in, in the 1990s, and it became a reality-based product. The music affected the product. What was happening in the world affected the product. Stone Cold Steve Austin was no different than an angry white boy fighting everybody in high school. And The Rock, The Rock, was the fly black kid who dressed well, shot the basketball into the hoop from half court, cursed you out, still smacked the shit out of you, and still got the girl. The whole system was based in that framework, that format. But now we live in a different area, and wrestling is now in the reality era. And the reason why wrestling is not as potent as it used to be is because it doesn't feel reality-based. Right now, professional wrestling should be social media driven. Right now, WrestleMania, uh, not WrestleMania, right now, wrestling should be social media driven. Now, let's go back about almost 12 years ago. And then you got the, uh, what's his name? Woo, woo, woo of the, when he had the Z Nation. You got Zack Ryder. And Zack Ryder was the first wrestler to use YouTube. And I remember saying to Mark, I remember saying to a lot of people, in order for the business of wrestling to grow, social media must be its number one 
item on the docket to manipulate and control. And Zack Ryder got in trouble for teaching a whole billion dollar corporation that social media is the move. Zack Ryder came out to not being chaired to being the number one chaired person in the company, surpassing chairing, surpassing the loud chair vibrations of John Cena at the time. Why? Because you didn't have to wait for a five minute segment to see him. You can click, rewind, and press play and pause on his YouTube channel. And he did not insult the WWE when he did it. It was a great compliment. Zack Ryder changed the game, though he was punished for the rest of his career in WWE. Zack Ryder should have been WWE champion. Zack Ryder should have had the best storylines. Zack Ryder should have led the wave for these for wrestlers to 100% use and manipulate social media to get them over, because that's the name of the game. Whether you're a heel or a face, it's about getting you over and selling more fucking tickets and t-shirts. Vince McMahon did not understand what he was looking at. To give you a, a story one time, it was told that Mick Foley and a few wrestlers had to get up and go to Vince McMahon in 1996 and tell him, you're out of date. But because, but he, and he understood and he was able to hear it. And adaptation is key and he knew how to readjust his margins to become in date. It's obvious that Vince McMahon is not listening to his talents once again at 70 something years old. It's obvious that Vince McMahon is not listening to Triple H, his son-in-law, and he's getting in the way of Triple H, which we all know there's been stories coming out how they have gone head to head. It's obvious that Vince McMahon should be sat aside and honored and celebrated, but no longer allowed to interfere and damage the company as he's doing at this one moment. It seems like he's destroying it because he can no longer have it. Now let's bring everything back to what's happening now. You're telling people they can't have their Twitches, their YouTubes, you're telling them that they cannot have their social media and their Instagrams. Do you know the reason why Asuka in the WWE is so over? It's simply because she gives these people two week two weekly episodes on her YouTube channel. She's not asking nobody for money. She's not asking nobody to do nothing. But you get to know who Asuka is. And in this age where everybody wants to wants to break the fourth wall, YouTube is the number one fourth wall breaker in entertainment. And now you get to love and enjoy Oscar and you get to see her in her normal life. And then when you get to see her and then when she gets back in the ring, she's oh, she's celebrated by everyone. Look at the black female wrestler Naomi at the Royal Rumble, got the largest pop in the world. Social media did that. We got to see her on a reality TV show once a week, reran 20 times a week. And out of all the women on the show, they fell in love with Sasha. Little black girls got to relate to, I mean, excuse me, not Sasha. Um, Did I just, there's Sasha Banks. And then there's Naomi, excuse me. And they got to love Naomi. And they got to understand Naomi's life and her marriage and this, that, and the other. And then that spilled to people going to her social media and learning more about her and celebrating everything that she posts and her communicating with the fans. Something you can't do when you walk down to the ring. Something you only get to do 
when you're at an autograph signing. But WWE, or Vince McMahon to say, has become so greedy that he is now affecting the future of his company because he does not understand. He does not get it. Let me tell you something. When you don't have fans in the fucking audience, the only way you can judge if your talent is good and worth putting more money into is now based off of social media. That is it. Now, if you don't want them to use their names, great. But if you're going to try to take away their social medias because you feel that their face is your image, I say every wrestler in the company should go on fucking strike. Every wrestler in the company needs to stand up. Let me tell you something. They can't bury all of you. And as has been proven on Twitter and stuff that has happened on the screen, we know that people that people in the WWE listen to this podcast. They have responded to us. They have blocked us. So with that being said, wrestlers need to go on strike. Kevin Hart once shook up the Sony, the Sony film comp division. Because they asked him to use his social media and he said, you got to pay me for that. And he's right. Kevin Hart is 100% right. My social media has nothing to do with this movie I'm making. But if you want me to advertise on my social media because I have 30 million followers, you're going to have to pay me for that. And I'm going to need a separate check for Instagram and a separate check for this and a separate check for that. And what happened? All those emails got leaked how we'll teach the nigger a lesson and this, that, and the other, and you want to bury his film. So you got a lot of major corporations that will rather hurt you than understand what the talent that you have a contract with. They're not employees. It's a partnership. And it's not fair. And it's not right. Every talent needs to come together and stand up against Vince McMahon. I think it's time that someone said, we love you, this, that, and the other, but based off of contracts, we're going to have to move you out of all the decisions WWE and use him as a centerpiece. It's time to turn the old man into a trophy. It sounds fucked up, but it has been done in corporate America and, and, and corporate Europe and corporate Africa, world and worldwide for at least 50 or 60 years. Because now what's going to happen is when these new contracts come out and they sign new wrestlers, they're going to try to add clauses in their contracts. And there's also a line in WWE contracts where they can amend certain things based off the act and performance of the talent. So let's hope that that type of contract writing still does not exist because if it does, then what Vince did was bury his talent. You cannot have a on-air, on-television, digital landfront product and then 100% take the arms and legs off of the talent of how this generation does things. And if I ever owned a major corporation that has had the long-lasting presence and effect that Vince McMahon has created, I would hope that the people that I have partnerships with will pull me aside and say, this is how the future is working if I'm 70-something years old. There is a point that we all become out of date. 
and Vince McMahon has just showed the final frame of his uh, the final frame of his out of dateness. The question is, do the talents have the ability to stand up against Vince? Because a lot of people think Vince McMahon is an intimidating person. A lot of people think Vince McMahon is the end all and be all of the company. But in reality, I think at this point, a lot of wrestlers may be laughing at him, but still scared to say something to his face. And if they're speaking to Triple H, Triple H needs to stand up. We all know Triple H has already put his ultimatum up with the company. If he is not in charge in the next five years, he'll retire. That means goodbye NXT. Goodbye this, that, and the other. That means Shane McMahon takes over and the company falls apart. Now, that is 100% illegal what he's doing. 100%. And I think because Lana is independent and Lana takes chances and a lot of other female wrestlers take chances and he needs more to control because Vince McMahon is a control freak and nothing in that company moves without his approval. He's going to make an example out of Lana and he may not fire her now, but come October 2nd, do not be shocked if we see a article talking about Lana has been released from WWE and we wish you well on your future endeavors. I guarantee you this will go down the second week of October. And they will use Lana as an example to attack any wrestler before they even think about it. But again, at this moment in time, you cannot be in the world of entertainment and not have at least a small social media presence. This has been proven. I've mentioned this earlier in this episode. It's a proven factor. Zack Ryder showed them how to do it. Daniel Bryan, he does not go to WrestleMania without social media saying Daniel Bryan is our guy. It took Triple H to look at social media and go, oh, this is an element. And you know WWE, the company, understands what social media does for the company because they have a YouTube channel and they celebrate that they have almost... 90 million subscribers on their YouTube channel. They promote their social media presence during the show and on YouTube. They talk about their Twitter engagements. They also put hashtags in the corner to let you go on social media to promote them. So if they know social media is powerful and it helps move the product, they know what they're doing is illegal by hurting the talent. Great. I remember going and going into them and you negotiating with them back many years ago. And the first thing they said, that the name Dietrich Davis Palace, it's amazing. Yeah, I own the trademark to Dietrich Davis. Well, we could call you Davis Dietrich. I own the trademark to Davis Dietrich too. When you're young and you're black, they don't expect you to be intelligent and ahead of the curve. I remember being young and seeing the issues with, the, with, with Kevin Nash and the Diesel name and Scott Hall and the Razor Ramon name. At the time, trademarking was 450 bucks. I saved up my money. I trademarked my name. I trademarked it both ways. But look at Daniel Bryan, the wrestler. Daniel Bryan's name is really Brian Daniel. WWE knew he owned the trademark to Brian Daniel in the early thousands. What did he do? What did WWE do? 
to have control of his legal name in some framework, they called him Daniel Bryan. So they can have the trademarking rights. Because WWE doesn't want to rent your trademark or license your trademark from you. They need to own all of who you are. And to me, that's not worth it. The goal is not, they don't, they want the talent. If if the company is willing to pay you $1.5 million, you're worth $4.5 million. If you're making a name for yourself on this indie circuit and this, that, and the other, have your lawyers go into that company. Get an agent, which they do not like. Get your get a lawyer. Vince McMahon does not shake lawyers' hands. And use the lawyer to get what you need. This, the, this will affect the current wrestlers most definitely. But this will give them control of you future wrestlers out there. So that's my answer to the situation and solution. For the futurist wrestler, for you future wrestlers, get control, trademark your shit, trademark your birth name front, front, forwards and backwards. Make them sign on, make them buy the right, make not buy, make them license your names if they're going to use them. If they're not going to use them, they give you another name. Great, so what? That's their license. You can't argue with that. But your name and your face is your lifelong intellectual property. It is your IP. And you do not give no one your IP. Chadwick Bosman played Black Panther. Marvel does not own his face. If they want to use his face and future films just using CGI alone, they're going to have to deal with his family and the estate of his family to get permission to use his face. Other than that, it's recasting. And the film business and the wrestling business is all the same. It's just contracts. And if you wrestlers got social medias out there, try to get your social medias verified. Because if W, if another company verifies your social media, they have rights and ownerships to your social media because they can say we control the verification. And I think that's going to be the issue with Instagram and Twitter that a lot of these wrestlers only got verified working while they're, while they're contracted in a partnership with WWE. So I wouldn't be shocked if you start seeing a lot of their verifications go away. And that's good. You don't always want your Twitter and your Instagram verified because that means you're no longer legally responsible for anything unless you have over, I believe, 125 or 125,000 um, followers. But still, if you don't have a, social, a verified check, you can stand up within the court of law and say, that's not me. And that's it. So that's the way you wrestlers are going to have to protect yourselves. If you go into that company and want to verify, you say no thank you and apply for your own verification. It may take longer, but you own. You got to own it. If you're going into a partnership with any company, you must own everything. Take a picture of your face, trademark your face. You own your intellectual property. Because within these companies, WWE don't pay for their airfares. They do not pay for their food. They do not pay for their travel. No one has talked. I've listened to this on a thousand podcasts. They do not pay. No one talks about this one factor. And now they want to take away another revenue income because WWE wants to make money off of Lana because she happened to get a, 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 a sponsored a, a, a energy drink sponsorship. It's fucked up and it's foul. But 
That is corporate structure and corporate entertainment across the board. And unfortunately, it's not going to change for a very, very, very long time. But it takes the talent being extremely intelligent and smart and knowing how to move forward. And like other podcasts in the past, this podcast may get blocked, just like the Roman Reigns one got blocked, just like a few others got blocked. And when they say who blocked us is WWE, and me and Mark took it on the chin, and we kept moving forward. But I believe everybody who goes into the world of entertainment should be protected. They should be, excuse me for belching. They should be protected. They should be, um, they should be understanding of all their legal ram uh, of anything legal they they go after. And WWE should have no control and no right of their IPs. My name is Dietrich Davis. I'm one half of this illustrious tag team of myself and Mark Knight Morrell. I thank you guys for listening to this podcast once again. Um, I want to thank everybody who listens to the podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartMedia, Stitcher, Podbeam, CastBox, Deezer, TunedIn, soon-to-be Pandora, and Podcast Attic. Don't forget to listen to Wrestlers with Experience, which, it, which we try to give you one episode a week, sometimes two, depending on how I feel. And get ready to start listening to everything 90 Day Fiance because if you all know me, we're rest, I'm a, a reality show junkie. With that being said, I thank you so much. The name's Dietrich Davis. I'll catch you on the next episode.